Porn Free Radio, Episode 31, The Turning Point in My Recovery. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, recovered porn addict and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. Well, welcome to season two of Porn Free Radio. Guys, I've gotten the cards and the letters. Uh, just this week, I heard from Jason, Jake, and Matt. Where are you? Uh, they asked. What's going on? Is everything okay? When will the next episodes be coming out? And here they come. I did not uh, fall off a cliff. I did not go into a several month binge on uh, on Showtime late night uh, programming. I am alive, well, and totally walking in sobriety. And I'm excited to be back. I have spent a number of the last few months preparing and planning new content uh, for the show and for you guys. And uh, in this episode, I'll be sharing about the single most important night in my recovery from porn addiction. But first, I thought I would reset some ideas of what this show is. And as you heard from the the new opener, um, there's a couple things I'm going for here. I, I really want to serve motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn. And when I say motivated, I mean, not that you're perfect, not that you have it all together, not that you figured it all out, but that you're motivated to quit looking at porn. You're no longer willing to just be passive and to, to just let life happen to you, but you want to, you want to come to this show, get some hope, uh, to, you know, listen to someone who's kind of gone through uh, what you're going through and take action. And the truth is you can recover. Um, you can live a meaningful life free from porn, free from shame and full of love. And and why do I say that in terms of full of love? Like, what does that mean? It, it really means me, having meaningful, real relationships uh, where you can love uh, well and be loved and receive love. And I think that's a lot of what we're looking for when we look at porn. We're looking for that affirmation, for that nurture, for that connection. And as we know, it doesn't meet those needs. It doesn't fully fulfill or satisfy. So that's what this show's about. It's about giving you some tools. Uh, it's about giving you some ideas. Uh, it's about giving you a new way to look at things, but it's about uh, giving you hope and letting you take action. And um, so I'm just excited that you're letting me come on this journey with you. Um, I wish there was a podcast like this when I first got in recovery. And um, that's what I want to talk a little bit uh, today. And it's uh, the single most important night of my recovery from porn addiction. Now, I've told the story of getting caught by my wife downloading pornography and the tough days that followed. This was in 2001. We had been married a couple years. And uh, one night uh, she went to bed early because she wasn't feeling well. And she woke up uh, to find me in the office of our apartment uh, downloading pornography and 
And it really was a shock to her. She knew that I had struggled a little bit as a single person, but I never let her into the full extent of my problem. And there were tough days that followed. I answered her questions and I was working to rebuild her trust. But like most addicts, uh, this was more about getting caught than some sort of true repentance or uh, full acceptance of the state I was in. You know, in um, in an, an, an essay group, Sexaholics Anonymous, they talk about step one being, we admitted that we were powerless over lust, that our lives had become unmanageable. I was nowhere near that point. I was just scrambling uh, because I was caught and uh, my wife was upset and I was trying to to appease her feelings. And I was just in sort of crisis mode. But I don't know if it really... Uh, had gotten in at a deep level how out of control my life was and how unmanageable it had become. And so I wanted to tell you the story of when I really hit rock bottom. And it was about 30 days later after my wife caught me. So picture this, I'm standing at the doorway of my home office and I could see uh, the cursor blinking in a search engine box. I think I was on Yahoo and I could see the cursor blinking. So I'm standing about six feet from the computer just outside the room of the office. And my heart was racing. Now I had just connected to the internet uh, for the first time in 30 days. Back then you used a dial-up modem and I had Uh, figured out a way to fix a broken modem that was in my basement and log into the internet. Now, just to set this up, my wife was gone for the weekend. This was the first time um, that she was away since my secret had been exposed the month before. And, you know, as I said, it was, it was incredibly difficult over that month as I recounted the ways I had lied to her, the depth of my addiction and even some of the content and sites that I visited. And she was totally hurt, uh, understandably, had a lot of questions. Um, She was also very loving and gracious to me at that time, but she wasn't with me, you know, this particular weekend. And, you know, it just took her being gone for a day or two uh, before the old lure of the internet and pornography came back in, Uh, to focus. Now, I had tried to prepare myself uh, for her being away. Uh, Believe it or not, she took the modem with her to California, our primary modem. And I had met with a friend for dinner earlier that night. And um, I tried to watch a a safe movie on my VCR and TV. So I kind of tried to fill up my time and I tried to sort of structure it so there would be no temptations or struggle. But when I remembered that old modem, I just got in that obsessive mode where I wanted to, 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 to act out. And so here I am standing at the doorway of my office. I was almost scared by, by when the modem connected and I was contemplating searching porn and masturbating. Now I had this quick thought that jumped into my head If I could destroy the modem, I would effectively cut off my access to the internet that night. 
and keep myself safe. And so in just sort of a moment of almost insanity, I ran to the kitchen and grabbed a hammer, ran back to the computer. It was one of these old tower computers. I ripped out the modem and smashed it. And it it was tough too. It was made out of that hard plastic, you know, um, micro microchip board type thing. And so I was hammering it and it took a while to really um, break it. And so for just a minute, I thought, victory, I did it. I stood up to my old temptation and I beat it, or so I thought. But what happened next was shocking. I immediately began to sense a dark presence in my apartment. Now, this was something unlike anything I had ever encountered. I was so scared, I started running from room to room, turning on every light in the place. Um, And I couldn't find one corner of my apartment, and it was a big apartment, that I felt safe. Uh, I just kept moving from one end of the building to the next, but the darkness just felt like it filled up the entire apartment. And I was so desperate, uh, I called my wife, and luckily she picked up the phone. I guess it was two hours earlier there, so it would have been about midnight, and, and she said, what's wrong? And I had a lot of shame that I had even turned on the computer. You know, I was so scared that month um, that she would leave me or that I would hurt her again by looking at porn. Uh, So I was scared to tell her that I had even turned on the computer. But I just, I really needed help. So I, I just said, you know, here's what happened. I was thinking about acting out and then I did this and, and I tried to describe what was going on. Now, she immediately knew something was wrong, and and she started praying for me. She's a very strong uh, Christian woman, and and she just immediately prayed for me on the phone that I would feel safe. And and when um, she, uh, as she was ending the phone call, you know, she said, if I was still scared, I should leave my house and sleep at my sister's house with with my sister and brother-in-law. And I tell you, I hung up the phone, And I thought for a minute that I was okay. And then all of a sudden, the presence was worse than ever. So I grabbed some clothes. I grabbed like a a bag. And I ran out of the house. I I think I must have called my sister or or knocked on their door. Uh, And at this point, it would have been about 2 or even 3 in the morning. I'm not sure how late it was. But it was a completely crazy uh, chain of events. Now, just to fast forward a second, when I returned the next day, my brother-in-law actually went with me. All the lights were still on and the presence, whatever I sensed, was completely gone. Now, nothing like this, as I said, has ever happened to me before or since. And so I, I, I still wrestle a little bit with what was the darkness? What, what was the evil presence? Was it my fear or temporary insanity? You know, some of you who are religious people, maybe you think that there is something demonic or something in, in the spirit world that was kind of going on. And I don't know. I'll let you make a guess what it was, because I still don't know. 
But what I have taken away from that is that that night I had a spiritual encounter with my addiction and it was a real crisis, like a life and death crisis. It was so real that I had to show up at my sister's doorstep and ask for help. That's how bad it was that night. I, I wasn't embarrassed. I, I didn't know what to think. I needed help. And as I look back on that night, it was, it was a gift. Uh, it's, it, it's a lot like the Ebenezer Scrooge story or It's a Wonderful Life. For a brief moment, I saw my addiction as life-threatening and scary. I saw the reality of the state that I was in, so desperate to act out that I would go dig through the basement and find this modem and rebuild this computer and log in. And, and, and when I said no to that, this, this, you know, tornado or, or, or a torrent of fear and, and what felt like evil just filled my apartment in, in one moment. You know, I think we become so passive in this addiction. We become so sort of numb. You know, we just, we just, I've seen it, you know, in, in my church group when people share, oh, I looked at porn again. It's like completely passive. It seems harmless or just like an annoying habit. Like, oh, I'm biting my nails again. It like has this sort of sing-songy, just almost passive uh, annoyance to it. It doesn't seem like a paralyzing, life-threatening addiction. But when, you know, but when you see it, when you're able to break through and see it for what it really is, you realize how paralyzing it is uh, to our true self, how it's harmful to our core. It destroys our relationships and our ability to give and receive love. And what I realized that night was even though I can't figure out what happened, I needed to take my recovery seriously. You know, I didn't say this in this story, but as I left that night, I saw an application uh, for a group that dealt with uh, sexual issues like this on my nightstand table. Uh, I had gotten the application a few weeks before. I think my my, my mom, I think my wife had actually found this group and she knew about it. And I had printed it off and I had been meaning to fill it out and send it in. It was for a group that was starting in the fall. You know, after that night, I knew I needed help and I was not going to be able to fight this alone. And I knew I needed to fill out that application. I didn't think it was an accident that the last thing I saw as I closed the door of my apartment was that application. So why are you here? Were you caught or have you started to realize that your life has become unmanageable or that you're powerless in regards to porn? You know, maybe you've had a scary encounter of your own. You know, I've heard of guys, you know, getting, um, you know, getting a, a, an anonymous letter uh, through email that that tells them that they're going to be in trouble or there's going to be some legal action for something they've downloaded. 
And so for the next few weeks, they're scared to death, uh, not only of being caught, but that, that there's going to be real consequences and implications uh, to looking at porn or, or some of the things they've looked at. So maybe that's happened to you. I want you to take an action step this week. And here's what it is. I want you to write down all the ways that your life has become unmanageable or powerless in regards to porn. What are the things where you just are out of control? You know, is it when your wife's out of town? Are you just almost powerless to, to not look at porn? You know, when, you're, when you have a couple hours free and, and no one's looking, you know, do you just feel helpless and, and almost um, dragged to your computer to look at it? Has it become that, that out of control for you? So write down all the ways your life has become unmanageable and powerless in regards to porn. And write any experiences of being out of control. Write any places where you just went, I crossed a line. I just, I was really, I was really just, I really lost it there. Now, if it would help sort of take it to the next level, send me an email, mad at pornfreeradio.com. Send me an email with this content. Get it out, you know, either put it in your journal or put it on your computer and, and you can send it to me. It's essential uh, that you t- start to see this for yourself. I can't make you see it. I can tell my story and I can hope that you connect with it, but I can't point out the ways that you're out of control. I can't point the ways that your life has become unmanageable, but I can help you uh, make a start. So so write that down this week. And if you, if you need to send it to me, uh, if you have someone who you're uh, accountable to, a uh, an accountability partner or someone who you share a men's group or a group that you're in, you know, feel free to share this to them, you know, just to make it sink in more, to make it more real. Sometimes when you start to write it down, you realize, wow, I didn't even remember that. I forgot that I used to do that. Um, it be- things become more clear. So do that this week. All right. Hey, I wanted to share some recent reviews uh, that I've seen over the last couple months. Um, these, a couple of these appeared on iTunes. So I wanted to read a couple of them because I was just excited to get them. And your reviews on iTunes are so important. Uh, a number of the people who even emailed me this week found out about the show through iTunes. Uh, so here's one. Um, it was written by someone named Joe. Um, and he wrote that you know, this, the title was, this is timely, important, a real look at addiction and recovery. Uh, it was a five-star rating, but he says, this is an altogether well-made podcast for, I'm guessing, an amateur podcaster. And if he means amateur, meaning not paid, that is definitely what I am, an amateur podcaster. Uh, the pacing, audio quality, focus, range of topics and issues covered is comprehensive and impressive. The whole tone is warm, not finger-waving. Rather, here are the ways to help, helpful ways to combat addiction if that is what you're looking for. This is more practical than other things I've found, and it's super nice uh, just to have more of an online community that looks at this topic seriously. Now, Joe, there's a couple things I love about this review, 
And one, the last thing is where you say that it's nice to have an online community that looks at this topic seriously. And that is one of my biggest goals with this show is to start tying together community. That is so key in recovery and, and, um, building community is so important and that's really what I want to do. And, and what I realized is I've been forming community, but a lot of it is through these emails. It's through these reviews. It's these connections, me to you, one-to-one. Um, but what I want to start to do is create some more connections, uh, one-to-many, where I can uh, connect with lots of you and where you can connect with each other. So that's part of the goal. Some of the things I've been working on in the hiatus are more ways for us to have community together. So thanks for that review, Joe. Uh, another one uh, is, this is such a gift. That was the uh, title of the, the review. Super awesome and very helpful. And that was from Powell uh, Peralta. Um, so I don't know if that's a reference to uh, Powell Peralta, the old uh, uh, skate company. But if you're a skater or even if you're not, I thank you for that review. Now, finally, I want to share the single greatest uh, email or review I've ever received in the last year. And we're coming up on one year. I think April 29th will be the one year anniversary of Porn for Radio. And this by far is the greatest thing I've ever read. Uh, And it was on Reddit. Now it was a private message and I didn't get the permission of the person uh, to share their name. So I will withhold their name. But but this guy wrote, uh, thanks so much for your podcast. I'm a pretty young dude, and beyond uh, just helping with my porn addiction recovery, your podcast has given me a lot to think about and has definitely been an aid in my personal emotional growth. Thank you so, 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 so f***ing much. I hope a million dollars lands in your lap tomorrow. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm blown away by that. I love that he talks about not just porn addiction recovery, but emotional growth, personal emotional growth. Because when we get down to it, when we get down to it, this addiction is a spiritual addiction. It's an addiction that goes to our core. And it's not all about porn. It's about our self-worth. It's about our emotions. It's about our pain. And it's about the ways we cover and hide and numb. And as we start to pull the layers back, as we start to dig deep, that's when we start dealing with the real emotional growth. And so that is so great. It encapsulates what I'm going for. And I really appreciate that. Okay. Uh, Before we wrap here, I want to share something that I did work on over the break. And it's a really simple short video at recoveredman.com. That's a website I set up partly because um, I'm starting to create an email list and I want to be able to send emails and I don't want pornfreeradio.com to be blocked by all your spam filters. Uh, So I started a little site called Recovered Man. Uh, Right now it just has one page on it and it's a way that I can send emails easily to you. Um, But I wanted to share something I worked on. I created a little short video. It only takes about five minutes. And it's a strategy 
for dealing with seeing women in public. And uh, if you if you're like me, um, you might struggle with fantasizing or sexualizing women as they come and cross your path in public. And so I put up a short little video that talks about how I deal with this and how I've dealt with it. Um, it's a great strategy. Uh, chances are you've never heard of it before. It's, it's something that I heard about by chance at a recovery meeting, and I've used it, and I've recommended it. So take a look at that. Go to recoveredman.com. You can put your email in there. I'm not going to spam you. Don't worry. Uh, if, if you really have a problem signing up, uh, send me an email, matt at pornfreeradio.com, and I'll send you the link to the video. Um, but the easiest way is to just fill out your, your email right there, hit submit, and you'll have immediate access to that video. It's a great five-minute video. It's a great video to share, and I'm so excited by that. So go check that out. Now, next week, my podcast is titled am I addicted to porn? And it's for you guys out there who are just coming to this podcast new and are, are, are really starting to figure out, you know, maybe am I out of control? Have I gotten out of control? What are some of the ways that my life has become unmanageable? And I want to just go through a quick uh, checklist of, of things that can help you put a focus on the, the clarity around the question, am I addicted to porn? Well, that's it for this episode of Porn Free Radio. You know, to comment on this episode, read the show notes or download a transcript, go to uh, pornfreeradio.com slash 31. And until next time, I want you to take hope and take action. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To connect with Matt, send email to matt at pornfreeradio.com and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio on iTunes and leaving a rating and review.